Beyond the Pillion is recorded on the traditional lands of the Kaurna people, and we would like to pay our respects to elders, past and present. Welcome to Beyond the Pillion. My name is Kahiwa Sabaya. I use she, her pronouns, and I am the chaotic one. And I'm Mark Drexler with he, him pronouns, and I want to put the e in community. <laughs> what? It's about excitement. I'm trying to be excited. Everyone, everyone says I'm too boring, so I was trying to, I was trying to lighten it up and just be a little bit, you know, bring some personality to bring today's conversation. Mm. Today we are talking about how to connect with others in the motorcycling community as you are getting started, but also as you are moving on to bigger bikes, better things, and hopefully staying riding. So coming up today, we have an interview with one of the two amazing women who run the Women Two Wheels SA group on Facebook, Mary Knights, aka Mary Knights Rider. Yes, um, but before we get to that, um, and it is a very exciting conversation, why do we care about community and connection anyway? Mm. What's the point? You're mm. the only one on the motorbike, unless you've got a pillion. What's the point of community, Mark? Very good question. So for those who are just getting into motorcycling or um, who have, are thinking about it or have very recently started, you've probably worked out that motorcycling and joining the community can be really overwhelming. There are many different mm. sub-communities as you are trying to find people uh, and find connections within the community. Even thinking about the different types of riders you know, have people who are into off-road riding or adventure riding, people who like cruises, uh, people who are into mm. road racing on super sport bikes, people who like touring, and of course, let's not forget our old favourite of CB125E riders. What's that supposed to mean? I was a CB125E exactly. rider. And look am at you I, now. Am I and look at you now. Community. <laughs> <laughs> yes, here you are. You mean a subculture of Uber Eats riders, that's what you mean. Oh, can we say that? Although, to be fair, though, I think a lot of Uber Eats um, delivery riders I've seen now are more on the scooters, actually, rather than the CP125s. Yes, I've seen I that think that the scooter's on times. the rise. The scooter's definitely on the rise. Mm. Anyway. Yes. But, yes, making friends in the community, I think, is really important, and particularly early on. Um, this yeah, can be really helpful for new riders to build that sense of belonging. Um, it can help make it more mm. fun. Um, I know for me, one of the biggest things was that sense of imposter syndrome and feeling like I'm the only one in the world who struggled with a particular thing. And then through various mm -hmm. different community groups and connections, find out, oh, no, no, you are just like everybody else. It's going to be fine. Um and being able to learn things to kind of help you improve faster. Um, and I think another part was just being able to stay engaged um, and mm. have that motivation, big part of that motivation to move past the really tricky parts about learning how to ride yeah. and how to be a better motorcyclist. Totally. Yep. It's a very, it's a deep and very broad pool that you are jumping into as you jump into the world of being a motorcyclist. Mm. So, 
Mm, so what sure. are your options then when you are trying to find that sort of connection with people so that you can uh, get all the benefits that Kahiwa just mentioned? Um, Kahiwa, what are some of the options that people have got? <laughs> so as I, I think um, our interview with Mary um, will kind of show, social media is a really important way, a really valuable way. Um, so this includes things like Facebook groups, um, online forums, mm. which you know can be a, a good thing or a bad thing, but they're mm. still a thing mm. um, where people can share all kinds of different information, um, whether that's tips or experience or ask questions. Um, and helpful things as well, such as Women's Two Wheels, Women Two Wheels South Australia, the Facebook group. Um, mm-hmm. There's often uh, some really interesting kind of group rides that you can go and join. And when you turn up opportunities at the beginning or at the end to meet people, make new connections, um, and often you find these out through online communities. Um mm-hmm. Mark, you often talk about things like friend networks and, and you go on rides with quite a few different people in your extended friend network, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Just um, finding friends who have who have motorbikes um, is mm. a really good way of uh, yeah, keeping in keeping in touch with with friends. So I have some friends that I really see unless we unless we go out on a ride together, and it's a great excuse to, firstly, for me to say, "Oh, yep, I haven't seen yeah, uh, yeah, such and such one of a number of friends that I have in my life." Uh, yep, okay, let's get together and go for a ride. And also, very often, one of us will sort of put a word out to one or two others and say, hey, do you want to come along? So it's both mm. catching up with with old friends as well as meeting new people. It's a, just a good excuse. Mm. And I think particularly for those of us who are maybe more introverted, um, it can be a really nice way to mm-hmm. socialise without actually having to interact with people. Hot tip there. Mm. <laughs> but another true, important place can also be you know, your um, your local bike store or places where you either yep. might purchase or get your bike serviced or possibly purchase accessories and, and other things as well. Hmm. Mark, do you want to talk about your experience from that local bike store perspective? Yeah, um, at least if I look at first-hand experience from where I work, then we all ride. Uh, we've and most mm. of us have been riding for a long time, but there are there's also a mix in there. We do have a couple of people who are really new to riding, um, and so firstly, you've got a bunch of people who are typically working in an environment like that because we all ride bikes because that's why we work there, um, and also uh, yeah, our store has a monthly ride, which is very informal. It's not a formal organised ride. We just meet at a particular time and place once a month and just as a group of interested people who want to go out for a nice ride, we'll all go for a bit of a cruise. It's Again, it's completely informal and official, but it's a, a great chance to just get together and with a bunch of like-minded people. So um, check in with wherever your local bike store is, go and ask them if they do it, even if they don't do anything formal then I, you know, if they're any good, then they should also be hooked into some of the other regular rides that might be going on that, that they know of in your area. Mm. Cool. Now, one thing we, we haven't spoken about um, 
Uh, and, and possibly I think we've personally had mm-hmm. some mixed experience, but it's worth kind of talking about. Are the more formal club, like membership clubs, which tend to be yes. um, really around either like a brand of a motorcycle or an era mm-hmm. of a motorcycle, yep. um, they can be um, really, really easy ways to go and meet people. Um, I think in my personal experience, um, I have struggled to find other women motorcyclists um, in groups Mm. and and clubs like that. Um, But that's not to say that that'll be your experience as well. So uh, it's always worth um, giving it a go and seeing who's there at least once. You never quite know what's going to happen. Yep, very true, very true. Um, So today on the show, we have um, one of the admins of Women Two Wheels, the uh, South Australian Facebook group, that Kahiwa was lucky enough to have a chat with this week and talk about their experiences as a motorcyclist and building community. So I think at this point, over to you, Kahiwa, with the interview. Welcome along. I am very excited today to be talking with Mary Knights, aka Mary Knights Riders from the Women Two Wheels South Australia group. Um, Mary, thank you so much for coming along. Would you like to, to tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you for inviting me, first of all. This is rather exciting and always fun to talk about <laughs> motorbikes. So, fantastic. <laughs> so, a bit about myself. Um, well, let's see, where shall we start? Um, obviously, people might say, what is Mary Knight's Riders? Well, I like the name Knight's Riders. I'll give you a little spiel about that. Um, obviously, Knights, I've got a Knights with an S on the end, and I wanted a bit of a groovy mm-hmm. pseudonym, so I went with Knight's Riders. And, of course, everybody said, oh, is it Kit Knight's Riders from the, you know, the old <laughs> uh, Knight's Rider thing? I said, no, I'm a plural because my husband rides. I ride where Knight's with an S, so we'll have to be Knight's Riders. So we came up with this. That makes yeah. sense. So, yep. <laughs> so it's kind of kind of a cool name, I think. Everybody knows me as that on, particularly on Facebook, because it's it's on Facebook. Mm. So I use it as my freelance writing name as well, because I think it just stands out a little bit more. But that's how I've come across that little name. So about myself, uh, I'm a passionate motorcyclist, um, and uh, I think I've been riding. Let's just have a guess here probably about 20 years now. I think I would have started way back yeah. in 95, somewhere around there, and started off on a little cruiser bike, uh, had no idea what I was doing. I had no knowledge about bikes, okay, so did not understand motorcycles <laughs> at all. So, it, and, and all I knew, I could ride a bicycle, so I had that sense of balance, but motorbikes mm-hmm. do have some other kind of requirements, like the throttle and the clutch yeah. and the, all that sort of stuff. But... I got on it and I thought, wow, this is uh, a bit of fun. I think I really enjoy riding these. So that's how I started was riding motorcycles Mm -hmm. was back then. And, of course, since then, all those years on, I've actually expanded my enjoyment in the motorcycling by taking up, trying some dirt riding. I had a go at track days. I do a lot of road riding. Mm. I love touring. So I don't know whether it's associated with growing older, though, because when I started off, I was rather gung-ho. You know, let's get on the sports bike. I want to be Mick Doohan. <laughs> I want to ride through Gorge Road and other famous roads that in South Australia, flat out. Uh, but as I've gotten older, I've begun to smell the roses, if you like, and go, oh, if you go on a trail, mm-hmm. 
you can stop and you can look at the scenery and all the bushland and then when you go touring you can stop and have coffees and sort of relax and eat wonderful mm. food and see all these wonderful things so I've slowed down I call it slowing down a little but I think it's for the better because now I really get to enjoy the other aspects of motorcycling not just riding fast through the hills or doing track days which was all exciting just much more fun now so that's how I got into motorcycling anyhow so what else oh yeah. fantastic sounds sounds like yeah all about just kind of appreciating the different types of riding and all the different things that um different styles of riding can kind of bring and enjoy um I'm wondering you know for you it's been, been a little while, but you're still really involved in kind of helping people get into and stay riding. What do you think is like your number one tip for someone looking to get into riding right at that beginning? This is a quite a broad question, really, because there's so mm. many pointers. People <laughs> say, think of this, think of that, do this, do that, buy this yep. bike, buy that bike. Oh, you're short. You can only have a little scooter. Oh, you're tall. You could ride that. So many questions. And so I think the thing I always think, want them to think of is get the right gear all the gear all the time mm. i think that is the key thing because a lot of them don't understand the importance of that right at the beginning they just want to do budget they go oh i've got some sand shoes yeah. i've got some gardening gloves um i've got a little cute hoodie well they won't cut the mustard if you fall off and i think uh, nobody likes to think about falling off but that should be the first thing in your mind saying well if i fall off i don't want to be injured so what do I do to protect yep. myself? So really, the right gear should be the first thing before the fancy motorbike. You know, they, they want to buy whatever yep. bike they want, but the gear. That would be my first tip. Look at the gear. Awesome. Mm. Thank you. And and that's good because I, I think in our earlier episodes, we've talked about um, thinking about the right type of gear when you're looking to get started and buying your first bike um, and some examples there. And I think also we talked about it as part of managing risks and how to you know, ride so that you can actually get back home. And a big part of that, hopefully, is getting back home in one piece and your gear is a really, really important part of that. So wonderful. Thank mm. you. Um, and one of the things that we really wanted to, to talk to you about was about the Women Two Wheels South Australia group. I know um, for me personally, you know, when I got started riding, there was really only my partner. I didn't know very many other riders, particularly women riders, and the Facebook group was a really valuable part about finding community and feeling connected and not feeling alone and not feeling silly for having different types of thoughts or fears or worries, but also finding people who can be a bit of an inspiration about where you can get to. So I know that the, the group's kind of been around for, for 10 years. Congratulations on the 10-year anniversary. Um, I wondered if you could share a little bit about how you started the group. Yes, for sure, because uh, this is probably now, uh, uh, this Women Two Wheels thing is probably takes up most of my time. So, yes, how mm. did it start? Well, there's, <laughs> it's kind of a, it was kind of a, a, a peculiar start. It just so happened that one evening I went to some sort of, uh, what was it like, sort of a meeting, meetup, where two women were travelling around Australia on Kawasaki. They had a ZX-9 and a ZX-7 or something like this, and they were both called Mel or something. So they were two women riding around Australia solo. And I went there mm. to meet them, and it just so happened I also met this lady, Tony Barwick, there. 
and we just got chatting and talking about motorcycles and she had only just come from Queensland not long ago so she was basically lived in Queensland came to South Australia so she and her husband rode and she at that time had only just picked up a, a little 250 just to get along because she she'd had a license a long time but she just needed got a bike here in South Australia so that's how we met well we sort of hit it off we sort of got to, we were sort of same age same interest motorcycling husbands were sort of got on quite well the usual sort of chitter chatter you do when you meet people so we went mm-hmm. riding together and we said oh well, let's go out and we, we'd go riding down to Strathalbyn go to Victor Harbour whatever it might be and one day there was already some Facebook groups there but they were not um really happening Facebook pages they just didn't really want to get involved they'd sort of put up a post or this or that and also we were also of an older group and so some of the groups were too young for us I hate to say that but it's true they were too young (laughs) for us and we thought we're not connecting if they were talking um more about you know their their interests or only posting now and then we really actually were into motorbikes so they weren't really serious motorbike pages so we said let's Mm. just form a group we knew some other girls I, I actually met them through her uh, she knew some other girls and so we said let's go riding so to make it easy we formed a, a Facebook page to connect to say right yep. who's available today let's go riding and there was only about 10 of us and that went on for a, quite some time where we had the same 10 and we'd go off to have lunch or rides and do things nothing particular just day rides but somehow and I, I wish I could understand the algorithms of Facebook somehow uh, <laughs> Yeah, one of those (laughs) development things that, you know, uh, we sort of met other ladies as we went along. Obviously, we met them as we were riding and we'd say, come and join our page Mm -hmm. and that way we can all go riding. And we met some other sort of more notable ladies that had been seasoned riders and actually had connections elsewhere. So sort of slowly, you could say the network started to spread. And and Mm -hmm. in that time, more girls joined and we then began to do things such as fundraising rides. So the first thing we ever took on as a seriously was the pink ribbon ride for the, the Air Cancer Foundation. And we mm-hmm. had, I think, six or five women who were able to be the committee group. And it was a bit stressful because we'd never done anything like this before. But we did it and it, it went off really well. And we had sort of 30 riders turn up. The next time it was 40 riders. Next time it was 50 riders. And we go, my gosh, you know, this is quite quite intense you know so stuff we were learning yeah we're just amateurs um (laughs) so as time went on that's how the group formed and so then we decided Mm. we needed a logo and we did the you know the logo like that with the motorbike and uh what kind of name and it just as you know it sort of self-perpetuates and it starts to take on Mm. its own identity and one of the things that was making it really special was that we didn't want it to be a club we didn't want it to be some kind of group where you had to have a you know captain and whatever else. We wanted it to be a place yeah. for networking. And we've always stuck to mm. our guns about that so that women can yeah. join the page. They might find friends. They might belong to other groups. It doesn't matter. They may have um, uh, friends they want to invite in. Great. But they also can make their own rides and things. But we also, as time's gone on, do our own events because we found that's what they wanted and it's just grown from mm. there now and now as you you've probably seen there's about a thousand or more women on the page who are purely yeah. south australian riders so it's 
it's amazing. It's amazing how it's gone and from what, what was just a little idea to this and also getting that reputation and recognition by mm. a number of communities, a number of different groups such as the Motorcycling um, MRASA, the uh, Motorcycle Riders Association, and we've been on their moto chat forums and we've been interviewed and that sort of thing. It's just taken off. It's amazing. Yeah. It is. It's so good. And and that's one of the things I noticed was, you know, because you do a welcome post for new members when, when they join and the type of bike that they've got or if they're looking for one. Um, and I regularly see posts about new members every week. And I wondered what, what do you think has kind of contributed to that growth? You were talking about the momentum and that connection. Is there anything in particular you think is, is really fueling that growth and um women kind of coming together or coming to the group yes i reckon it's the more uh, the the more readily available smaller motorcycles and if i think back Mm. when i started you had to start on a 250 and then you could go to a 600 or whatever you like but there was nothing much in the 300 400 500 cc category Mm. and nearly all the bikes were tall because they were sports bikes or street bikes and so you only had cruisers and if you were not a cruiser fan you were kind of stuck you sort of really didn't have much choice except scooters or cruisers now there's all these fantastic 300 400 cc bikes 500 cc bikes that are sports bikes street bikes and it's they're far more appealing looking of course they're they're much more lighter as well yes (laughs) girls like it to look nice so we don't want to be on a rat bike as they call them you know the ones where they're cobbled together we want a nice looking bike and like most girls we like pretty things so pretty red bikes pretty blue bikes and good colors are yeah. important <laughs> and then you know if you want to be really cool design a bike like a ducati or a bmw or, mm-hmm. a, or a harley davidson so you want the name but i think that has been a contributing starting point mm. and maybe also um the marketing perhaps or perhaps it's a little hard to gauge but the influencing that's going on in the wider world for women to be on bikes it's kind of cool so there is the cool factor that is in there somewhere some some ride to be cool and some ride to be motorcyclists and and some ride purely for commuting so there's a bit of a spread of the reason why women are taking it up so it's good as long as they all wear the right gear, please wear the right gear. Yes. <laughs> I fully endorse that. And I know for me, um, uh, for those who might have listened to the the first couple of episodes, a big part of why I started riding was I wanted to look cool. You know, the vision of being a motorcyclist was was quite a powerful one. And then you kind of get into it and it's like, actually, riding motorbikes is so much fun. And I think that's a really interesting point about the – the way manufacturers and brands and retailers, I think, are, are shifting, whether that's a conscious or a, an unconscious thing, to to be more diverse in the options that they have available yeah. and the way that they're marketing. Um, I think one of the things that I've really noticed is definitely the growth of options in that three to four hundred cc range. Yes, um, and I think more colours and styles that are less you know, binary, you know, in terms of here's, here's the 
the normal bikes and here's the one girl yes. bike. Um, we're actually just getting more diversity across a range, which I think opens it up to more people, particularly women um, who you know, might want to kind of get into it, but maybe don't want to ride a pink yeah. thing, um, but want something that still kind of looks good or, or something similar. Awesome. Um, I one of the things I noticed in the group is the the real variety of of posts. I think from you in particular and Tony, but also just the members, it's a really wonderful mixture of um, you know advice or questions or photos of rides or that come and ride with me kind of posts as well. What do you think is like for you the best thing about running an online group like Women to Wheel South Australia? I think it allows for me personally to be the the frustrated journalist that I am to speak <laughs> and write stuff <laughs> because I love writing. <laughs> so yeah. so it's it's an opportunity for me to share really for me to share my enthusiasm in motorcycling because mm. I like everything yep. about bikes plus the mechanic side plus learning and knowing yeah. more because uh, I'm not I'm definitely not one that just wants to sit on the bike and ride it I want to know how it ticks and um mm-hmm. and then when I'm presented a problem and I have had my fair share of problems with motorcycles how do I fix it and so I'm very much into let me be independent and a bit able-bodied and and cluey enough to know what's wrong with the bike if there's a problem so I think mm. posts a post are uh, I think strengthened by a number of women there who are very active on the page and they talk about their experiences. And I think one of the best things that comes out of it is that they are comfortable in talking about their fears uh, and challenges mm. on the page. So there is no dis- no feeling of they're going to be laughed at or rubbished for mm. being frightened about something or finding something really hard to do because they'll suddenly discover a whole bunch of responses will come in going I have been there too I've helped that too oh yes I so get you yep. so that just makes them feel normal and that uh, the, the things that maybe might come easier to some people and maybe not easy to them is okay they'll get there and mm. they'll find someone to help them they'll may, may even find a couple of girls to say let's all get together and let's go and practice great that's what we want that's what we want so yes that is a key thing I think on this page is that whole uh, feeling that you are supported all the time no matter how how good or bad a rider you might think you are you don't you can ask any kind of question you can say anything and it's all welcome Mm. Absolutely. I, I know when I first started and, and posted some questions or even just, ah, oh, I'm feeling this kind of post, um, absolutely had a lot of responses just affirming those feelings and that experience and, you know, advice around things to, to try or think about, but also just that, that confirmation, yep, you're not alone. And that is such a powerful part of community and connection and I think particularly for for women and people socialized as female you know there's so much in society that is all about trying to minimize and quieten and dampen mm-hmm. um and you know put put us into boxes or into the corners it's spaces like this that really build that confidence which is so important to to writing to trying something new to learning yes. um and it's it's a wonderful to have a little corner of the internet um for women writers particularly in south australia but yeah other places as well um where we can do that it is um i, I just so 
pleased how uh, the, the interaction that goes on on the page is so good and uh, and that it's actually enabled so many to actually uh, let me think how to put that uh, grow, sprout their wings basically if you sort of have mm. seen some of the posts some of them said I've just had the most wonderful ride I've been out on a group ride I've met some wonderful women this is the best group ever they're really wonderful confirmations that what we're trying to achieve on the page and as women two wheels not just on the page like we do the events and we do workshops mm. and we do charity rides we do a lot of other stuff has paid off to give these women somewhere to go and do this stuff to to enjoy physically the uh, the fun of motorcycling with other women riders and I think that is just such a big win that we just and we never intended that as you, as I've said to you it was never the plan it was just have a little Facebook page <laughs> and it's just exploded yep. yeah which is good yeah it really yeah. has um and uh yeah definitely seeing the workshops for the maintenance which I think is a really really important part of seeing that connection to um to to trainers who can do either like the pre-license riding test or in between kind of getting your license and actually getting that confidence onto the road. There's direct support for that um, and all of the rides. And one of the things that I noticed about the the Women Two Wheels South Australia kind of organised rides is you talk through actual group riding skills, which is something I haven't necessarily seen in other places and having been on on group rides with with some other groups and and groups of people <laughs> where that doesn't happen, yeah. um, I I wondered if you could maybe briefly talk through some of those things how you approach group rides or a couple of quick tips about that. Sure, uh, definitely. We always do a ride a brief, obviously at most rides, but to help help mm. uh, the the women, particularly, there's always going to be a new person there in the group. And they'll go, I've never done a group mm. ride. What do I do? So you go, right, we're going to talk through it. But we also will act it out. So it actually, as yeah. I think I may, might have mentioned, I'm a bit of a comedian and clown. So I'll actually get Tony <laughs> and say, you pretend to be the front bike and I'll be the back bike. And this is how we will ride. So we do a visualisation of it, not just talk. You know, that really works yeah. because it sticks in their head. They have a laugh at the same time, but they go, oh, we understand. So some of the things we'll cover is how to safely ride in formation and giving yourself mm. safe distance to allow yourself to see way ahead and, and see what's happening in front of you, not just the bike in front of you. That kind of anticipation stuff, which is so important. And not, yes. uh, yeah, because that, that is um, one of the mistakes I find a lot is people will ride too close. You really need to spread mm. out the more and more, the faster, faster you go, the more you should spread out to allow for that distance for braking and unplanned mm. things. And then we'll talk about yep. how to safely go through a corner and that you should all just own the line, I call it, own the corner. Don't worry about what the other person's doing. You should focus on your cornering. So little things like this, uh, help them understand that it's okay to have space it's okay to go slower we will go slower we always stick the speed limit and we'll we'll watch i'll actually as the mother hen at the front because uh i, I don't know about other ride leaders some ride leaders just shoot off into the sunset i won't mm. i'll always be looking a lot in my mirrors and that's they say mirror is always looking in the mirrors because i want to know everybody's behind me and they're okay and if i can't see mm. our 
women two wheels pink high vis vests because we wear pink high vis vests which makes us stand out from any other motorcycle group because fellas won't wear high pink pink vests high high vis <laughs> pink vests so you can't make a mistake it's a women's two wheels ride that little pink dot mm-hmm. in the in the front or the pink dot at the back makes such a big difference for me when I'm mm. looking back and go, yes, I can see the tail end at back there looking after everyone. So we we do some of those things, but we talk about your riding position on the road and your riding line, things like this. And then we have, a you know, the, the system that we put in place to make sure if there's a, someone that has to stop, how we connect and contact. And we'll even put riders, uh, ride floaters, if you like, or sort of people with pink vests on through the group, if it's a big group, or mm-hmm. even break the group up just so that everybody feels yep. safe. But it's nicest when I can keep them all together. And it, that's part of the fun, rather than just disappearing and looking back and going, there's nobody behind me, what fun's that? The whole idea is they want me as their leader. So I want to demonstrate mm. also good riding habit. So I'll be out the front mm. there doing that and helping those who may be new to feeling comfortable about following my lines, because that's actually important. So I want to be a, a skilled rider at the front as well. So I think that's sort of yep. the key things that we talk about in, t- in terms of it. But the best part is actually visually watching us do mm-hmm. examples of it in a humorous way. <laughs> and that sticks in your head. <laughs> you can ask any of the girls there Absolutely. and say, what does Mary and Tony do when they actually do a ride debrief? Oh, they do this great comedy skit. You should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> And I think what I what I hear about that is um, yeah an opportunity for particularly for those who might be new to riding yeah there's a lot to benefit from from a group ride like that we've got the opportunity to connect in with other motorcyclists and make some new friends and you know see some new bikes which is always exciting and inspiring to oh maybe I can upgrade to one like that or maybe that's just me um, <laughs> no not true. But, yeah particularly to be able to <laughs> to to be able to um, to ride with people who have more experience, um, to be able to follow those lines, to see the habits and the way that they prep themselves, the gear they wear, um, the way they ride, the way they're thinking about others, that I think is really, really valuable as well. Um, And then that's the difference between, for me, and it sounds like for you as Mm. well, going on a group ride versus going on a ride with a couple of other people and you kind of end up getting there together the point of a group ride is to be a group yes yes <laughs> and to experience that that all together um which I think is is really magical and I've, I've also seen those posts in the group about everyone just having an absolute ball and I know the the recent international female ride day rides were were quite popular even with the weather, yeah. everyone looked like they were having an absolute blast. Yes. I was so sad to miss oh, them. Oh, <laughs> yes. It's a shame you missed it. It was a really good ride. And, again, I'd also gone and done a bit mm. of a recce of this because we'd never been there just to make sure the roads were okay because mm. I knew there was roadworks. Uh, you know what? And that, that was great because I knew where we were going and how safe it was and everybody was invited and even mm-hmm. I even tried to attempt to invite outsiders of women two wheels who are maybe not on the page because not everybody's on the page as and so I put yeah. it on our public page saying if you want to come along just get in contact and join us but uh, we were happy with the group we had we had quite a sizable number they had a great ride they had some of them had never been on a ferry because we of course went to Bow Hill 
and um, went to the, the yes, Mohill General Store. Got the ferry over. Yes, and they said, we've never been on a ferry. I've never taken my motorbike on a ferry before. I said, well, this is going to be fun. It's not worrying. It's fun. <laughs> and sure enough, they got on it and they said, this is so cool. Never done this before. And what an important skill to have yeah. learnt as well, like how to how to set your bike up, how to balance it on yeah. you know, and, and a surface that might be unfamiliar or a bit unstable. What a great a great opportunity to learn that too. Yes, and before they got on the ferry, I gave them a little prep and said, when you get on the ferry, this is what you do with your bike. You know, don't sit, do it, don't do this. Put the side stand down. Awesome. Keep it in gear. Lean it on the side stand. Don't try and sort of hold it up in case the thing moves. You never know. And so that made it. They knew what to mm. do with their bike, so they were all okay mm. for the ferry movement itself. So. Yes, and so that they came home and they said, that was the best, that was so much fun. And we had nice food, you know, <laughs> and all the rest. So. <laughs> that is also important. Yes. I'm all about the, the food. food. stops are critical <laughs> on a woman's ride. We think about where we're going to have food, yes, and coffee, yeah. yes. So it sounds to me like um, you know groups like Women Two Wheels South Australian, and there are others um, you know across Australia and across the world as well. You know, provide a lot of significant benefits. We're talking about opportunities to learn, opportunities to bond, yeah. to be validated and seen, to share experiences, um, to 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 network and build community. Um, I'm I'm wondering. Your thoughts on uh, for anyone maybe trying to to find or build community of other women writers in the area. Maybe they're in South Australia. Maybe they're not. Do you have any advice around what um, what they might be able to do to find community? Well, I think uh, social media is a real biggie at the moment for this. Mm. And I that yes, as as you've mentioned, there is other women's riding groups available. Some are Australia-wide, some are international, uh, but we're the only South Australian-focused group and we've kept it that way specifically so mm. that uh, if they're looking for that connection, hopefully uh, they can sort of search, you know, it just, just depends how easy it is to search, search on the internet for groups, try and connect mm-hmm. with a, another um, rider. Some of them actually meet riders in the middle of the road and, and the, what we do do do, I should say, is uh, any women who've met me, I hand them a women's two wheels business card because we've got those and stickers and other things. And I go, if you see a lady rider and you you get a chance, hand her that. And so it's got, find us on Facebook and our Gmail address and all those things so they can actually uh, find us. And luckily the dealerships will be quite happy for us to leave our little business cards on their counter. They disappear quickly, apparently. So that might be also where uh, new riders are coming from. So some of them are coming purely from mm-hmm. going into a motorbike shop and seeing the little business card there and taking it away and then coming and finding us on Facebook. So that's probably my, my best way of networking. I know for sure some of the dealerships are quite supportive and will tell them about it uh, or motorcycle mm. business-related businesses. Uh, and others are... Um, through the actual rider safe training, some of the instructors there mention it and say, if you want a good support mm-hmm. group as a woman rider, go and join up with Women Two Wheels. So that's really great. That means we've got some respect. That's great. Yes, we've got some. Yep. They they believe in us, as in they say this is a responsible group. They do a lot of good things. They help you out mm. as a new rider, and if you're a new rider coming through the training, 
go and join up here. You'll learn a lot. You'll get the, the help you need about bikes or gear or learning or headsets or helmets or whatever it might be. So, yes, so far so good. That's how we're getting the message out there. <laughs> Fantastic. So, so that sounds like, yeah, having a look on social media, mm. um, you know, talking to your, your dealership or wherever you might have purchased a bike or get a bike serviced, um, talking to the stores where you might buy your gear um, and you know, looking for places like RiderSafe where you might get licensing or accreditation or, or training opportunities, just keeping an eye out or an ear out for either groups but also possibly people um I know when I did my rider safe training I think there might have been one or two other women um and and over across the whole weekend which is a little bit disappointing but is what it is um as we kind of come towards the end of our, our time together I wonder do you have any ideas about what we can do collectively to try and get more women riding bikes or what's something that you're trying to do I suppose, in addition to the group. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I, I'm sort of seeing, as I think we've covered it in a way, that it is, it's becoming a trend mm. to want to ride a bike. So YouTube and mm. things like that are certainly getting that influence out there that uh, riding a motorcycle is accessible now. So um, I'm sort mm. of seeing there's, there's those that are like in a family who – uh, have grown up with bikes and so it's just second nature well, I'm going to get a bike I'm going to ride a bike then there's people like me who've never had anyone in their family that rode motorcycles and I just decided I'm going to go and ride a bike so no support around me if you like that way uh, but I went off and did it so it seems to me that um, I think the the way it's actually getting garnering women if you like is the fact that they, they will know someone who has a motorcycle. There is someone in their world mm. that has a bike and now is more likely to know someone, some female in their world that rides a bike and that's how it seems to be yeah. growing. I think it's actually doing it itself. It's actually happening a lot more. So what I, what I mostly want to focus on is retaining them, keeping them riding, mm. not giving up yep. on the first six months and going, oh, it's all too hard. Uh, or I've had a scare because you know it is true we get scary moments I can't go back on the road it's it's where I can help and go it's okay you can you you will get over Mm -hmm. this let's let's go through things let's find a a way to help you um, put that in a perspective and that sort of thing so there are riders who've had some nasty accidents and things and that's unfortunate but they've got gotten back in the saddle and they've gotten over that and they glad they did because they say oh yeah motorcycling is what keeps me sane it keeps it's my therapy you know that sort of (laughs) stuff so that's the good stuff yeah Yeah. so I think it's actually it's actually happening it's happening without me doing anything extra so I'm working on keeping them there Fantastic. That that confidence kind of building and recouping is a really important step. And and I think what you've kind of said is that classic thing about you can't be what you can't see. And it sounds like one of the things that we can do to to get more people riding and staying riding is to be visible, to to post about it. Mm. Um, and I think particularly being ordinary people riding bikes, I think there's historically and when I first started riding it felt like the women motorcyclists were either gorgeous supermodels who were not me 
or they were, you know, amazing athletes crossing, you know, multiple islands and super long adventure riders who are incredible, but also not me. (laughs) Um, And that I think was one of the great things about the group was, was just finding ordinary women. Yes ordinary people you know yes they might be doing really cool and fun and inspiring things but it was certainly stuff that felt achievable um uh, as someone kind of coming in in a way that um yeah super incredible track riding and adventure trail riding and endurance riding requires a considerable amount more effort and time so to true. be able to be achievable. Yes, I actually agree <laughs> with you totally there because um, people put people up on pedestals, as you've just described, and YouTube is great, mm-hmm. but it's also, uh, it can make you feel inadequate because you see these videos mm-hmm. where people are doing things like females doing stunt riding or they're doing Jim uh, Carners on bikes or their races and they're doing crazy speeds through the Isle of Man TT and you go wow I'll never be like that well you don't need to be like that you just enjoy motorcycling you're here there's a road mm-hmm. there's a bike you don't have to be thinking you you have to have that skill level to ride a bike you just got to be competent yeah. that's all safe and competent and that's where people like me and Tony can go with these sort of girls and say, let's go for a ride. We can talk about techniques if you want, or we can just ride and go and find a coffee shop, whatever you like. But don't think you've got to be expert, expert to be able to ride a bike. And don't believe everything you see on YouTube either, because a lot of it's edited. (laughs) Remind yourself that. That person's probably fallen off 40 times before they got one good video edit. So put it in perspective. (laughs) Yeah. That is a very, very good reminder. Thank you, Mary. And I've got um, I've got one kind of last question because I know it, it's a little bit contentious, um, but I'm wondering of your current bikes, I know you've got um, you know, a big, fast super bike and you've got an adventure bike, you've got a dirt bike. Do you name your bikes? And if so, how do you name them? Oh, yes. <laughs> I do name them. Yes, I do. I've had a I, – I, I've lost count of how many bikes I've had from my very first bike, but at one time I can claim that this household had 13 bikes in the shed. (laughs) I know people who have more, so it's a modest number. So uh, (laughs) every bike I've owned, I think, apart from one or two maybe, has had a name. And uh, I name them generally by maybe looking at the bike and seeing what kind of character it, it sort of gives me. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. they're named boy names, sometimes girl names, just sometimes that sort of just seems to resonate right with the bike. Just, some of them just feel, yeah. yeah. And so if you're querying the names, uh, I've had some interesting ones, uh, such as my previous BMW adventure bike was known as Dunno. And people said, what the heck is Dunno? I go, it's it's <laughs> Dunno where my next adventure is. And they said, oh, that's clever. I said, so he's known <laughs> as Dunno. And he was a boy because he was orange and he he looked boyish. The new BMW, Mm -hmm. which is a a newer model, is all black and silver. And it's a girl, definitely a girl. And so because she was black and silver, Mm -hmm. I said, oh, she reminds me of the beautiful moon. So she got named Luna. So like the Mm -hmm. moon. And the fancy red one, the superbike, the Ducati, well, she's red. And what did she think of, made me think of straight away? Supergirl. Because she flies. And she really flies. So it was the red cape. And they went, yes, she's Supergirl. So 
they're the sort of names that I sort of come up with and I've come up with some quite comical yeah. ones and other ones are very, you know, I tried not to do the, the, the ordinary names. I think, think of something different, think of something different. But this, I mm-hmm. definitely name all my bikes and even the little dirt bike's got a name. I think he's called Pedro. Now, I suppose you're going to say, why Pedro? <laughs> named after Danny Pedrosa, who used to be a MotoGP racer mm-hmm. and he was pint-sized. So he was a little guy. Pedro's only a 250. And he's a Honda, and that's yep. what Danny Pedrosa used to ride. So that's how I come around my names. Yes. Luna, oh, Supergirl of Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and lastly, is there anything else that you would like to say or, or share with our listeners? I think uh, I want girls to feel encouraged all the time about their riding. They can ride a motorcycle. There is no such thing as thinking it's got to be talent. You learn it. You can learn mm. it. It's like anything. You can learn to drive a car. You can learn to use a power tool. You can ride a lawnmower. If you can ride a lawnmower and change that, you can ride a motorbike, that sort of thing. It's just mechanical. <laughs> it's a mechanical thing. Do not be afraid of the bike. Believe in yourself. That's the things I really would like them to know. And it doesn't matter what size CC bike you've got. It's about enjoying your ride. Definitely. Oh, Fantastic, Mary. That is a wonderful way to wrap up. Thank you so much for your time. Um, And for uh, if you are in South Australia, um, then please uh, head to Facebook and look for Women Two Wheels SA um, and join the group, join the rides, get a part of it, start sharing and learning and listening. Um, There are some wonderful conversations and opportunities to, to ride and learn with each other available in that group. Group. Um, and also a big shout out to the other group admin, Tony Barak, who couldn't be here with us today, um, but also very grateful for all of her work um, alongside you, Mary, and bringing that group to the community. Thank you so much for your time. Very much. A big thank you to you too for wanting uh, to give us this opportunity to talk about Women Two Wheels. So fantastic. Thank you. No worries. All righty. Thank you so much. Well, that was excellent. And thanks again. Thanks once again to Mary for her time. And also to Tony Barwick, who's one of the other administrators of Women Two Wheels SA, for her efforts with the group as well. Mm, Absolutely. So some takeaways from uh, this, and in particular from the conversation with Mary, for finding community, finding that connection, Mm Um, I think a big thing is the importance of social media. It's a really great option. Um, And also considering the difference between local groups and national groups. Hmm. They might offer different things. Um, To secondly, kind of think about where motorcyclists gather um, and go to where other people might be, which seems kind of obvious, but, yeah, it's worth saying. Um, So this Hmm. might be... Yeah, your local bike store, either uh, where you buy your bike, where you get a bike serviced, where you buy your gear. Um, And as Mary suggested, keeping an eye out if you're doing things like licenses or training, um, whether there are options Mm. to meet people there, um, as well as potentially formal um, membership clubs and things like that. I think one of the interesting things coming out of the interview with Mary was just thinking about the different aspects to community. So thinking about what actually you might want to get out of um, meeting and networking with other people and Mm -hmm. acknowledging that there might be different places to go to to get that. Mm. Um, And 
you know, a big part of that is um, that community and connection can help with feeling alone. Um, and hmm. when we are connected with others, that can help us increase our confidence, keep us riding. Um, hmm. And so whether that's kind of finding people to go on rides with, um, to learn from, to share experiences with, or to share tips about bikes or gear or to help buy those things, um, you know, there are multiple different things you can get out of building a community and network hmm. and friends who are motorcyclists. And I think the favourite thing uh, sure. that Mary said towards the end then, which is you know, really, really important, that it's not about the size or the type of bike you ride. It's all about enjoying your ride. Yep, absolutely. I could not agree more. And anybody that's <laughs> uh, you know, shaming anyone for the kind of bike that they ride or, or in whatever else, then, uh, yeah, I don't get that. Uh, are they proper motorcyclists? Because a proper motorcyclist just loves things with two wheels exactly. whatever it is just yeah two wheels good four wheels bad but anyway <laughs> um thank you so much came now on to the next episode a serious one next episode theft mm. and how to prevent it mm -hmm. including uh, a very close and heartfelt story that kahiba will be sharing with us <laughs> if she's ready for it <laughs> I feel like I keep sharing all of the stories, but then it seems like well, all of the things keep happening. So, <laughs> dear well. listener, please learn from the mistakes that I have made. Uh, I'm excited to share this so that hopefully no one else has the same experience. Okay. And, and for everybody else, I made all those mistakes too. It's just that they were so long ago that I may not remember when they happened, but I guarantee <laughs> you they all did. Benefits of old age, can't remember much. Righto. And on that note, until next time, please ride safe and have fun. Beyond the Billion is brought to you by Kahi Wasabai and Mark Drexler and with the support of Woman Moto, the online magazine for women motorcyclists. Go to womanmoto.com. If you liked today's episode, please remember to rate, review and subscribe and tell a friend. It helps others find the podcast.